Ten years after the Sandy Hook massacre, Governor Lamont looks to close a loophole that grandfathers assault rifle ownership. I'm Sean Adams in Connecticut. North Jersey is in line for a new train line. We'll hear what NJ Transit is planning. Federal prosecutors in New York to announce charges today against Sam Bankman-Fried, the former CEO of the failed crypto exchange FTX. I'm Marla Diamond in Lower Manhattan. In today's 88 Seconds in Sound, the U.S. capture of Saddam and an American treasure by Gershwin. Good morning, Tuesday. It's the 13th of December, isn't it? I'm Paul Bernay. Yes, it is. I'm Wayne Cabot. Good to have you with us this morning. It's going to be a beautiful sunny day, but a cold day. The high right around 40. Connecticut's governor says gunmakers are still flooding our country with weapons that have the sole purpose of killing the maximum number of people. Ten years after the people of his state watched 26 children die, along with six educators at the hands of a young man who was just armed for war. WCBS reporter Sean Adams joins us from Connecticut with what Ned Lamont plans to do about that. Sean? Well, 10 years ago, that Sandy Hook gunman, he used an AR-15 semi-automatic rifle to murder little children and educators. Recently, a man used a similar assault weapon to ambush and murder two Bristol police officers. Governor Lamont says they have no place in Connecticut. Following Sandy Hook, Connecticut banned the sale of many military-style firearms. Existing owners, though, they were grandfathered. Governor Lamont has indicated he wants to close the loophole and end that exemption. Now, that would require seizing guns from owners, a line that some lawmakers simply will not cross. They're waiting to see exactly what the governor proposes in the new year. The governor has also indicated he wants to get tough on illegal handguns uh, that are coming over state lines. That's a chronic problem. And also close loopholes with respect to ghost guns, which are assembled from kits. They have no serial number. The governor says Connecticut and the federal government need to do more 10 years after Sandy Hook. Reporting live in Connecticut, Sean Adams, WCBS News Radio 880. Sean, thank you. The 30 year old crypto king whose FTX exchange collapsed spectacularly, draining billions of investments overnight, was arrested last night in the Bahamas. An indictment will be unsealed today in Manhattan Federal Court. And WCBS reporter Marla Diamond is there. Marla, good morning. And good morning, Wayne. Later today, we will learn more about what Sam Bankman-Fried is charged with. The New York Times says among the charges he'll face are wire fraud, securities fraud, and money laundering. Coindesk reporter Nick Day says the charges probably stem from questions about how FTX handled customer funds. The new CEO who took over, John Ray III, came in and said that FTX basically had no corporate governance, had no real documentation as to what exactly it had in terms of assets. The estimate they might have over a million customers who are owed money now. Separately, the SEC, the Securities and Exchange Commission, has authorized charges relating to Bankman-Fried's violations of security laws. FTX collapse began early last month when a run on deposits revealed an $8 billion hole in the company's finances. Wayne and Paul. Now the details on your weather forecast, and Craig Allen, that includes another storm coming our way. The second half of the week, all quiet up until that point, but uh, the biggest concern this morning is the cold. That's first, and uh, temperatures will be near 40 degrees this afternoon, best we could do, just like yesterday. It's 26 now, and uh, the wind chills are running between 15 and 20 degrees out there. Some of our northern and western suburbs are already in the teens, actual readings in the teens. 
And uh, again, just 35 to 40 for a high tonight, 25 to 34, the low around the city and teens to near 20 in most of the suburbs again. Wednesday, sunny most of the day, near 40. But now we have Thursday with a cloudy sky and rain moving in, starting as a wintry mix, though, especially inland and a high between 38 and 44. And that looks like it lasts into Friday. So 25, that's right, down one degree now. 25, humidity 74%, a northwest wind to 12, makes it feel like 18. Craig Allen of the Weather Center. New Jersey Transit is proposing a nine-mile extension, Paul, of the Hudson-Bergen light rail system. That what do you think about that? Past huh? Tunnelly Avenue, where the end of the line is right now, all the way north to Englewood Hospital, with seven stops along the way, they yep. say. Yep, NJ Transit says this plan, now in the design phase, will do two things. It will unclog the roads and serve mass transit needs to the thousands of people living and working in Bergen County. It's been 22 years, 22 years since Hudson Bergen Light Rail began running. Despite its name, it still hasn't been built into Bergen County. The Hudson side has been a huge success with 52,000 riders a day connecting Union City, Hoboken, Jersey City, and Bayonne. NJ Transit riders do not need to wear masks unless they want to. Governor Phil Murphy says he does not foresee a return of mask mandates unless, as he put it, something dramatically changes. He'd rather people use their common sense, as he put it, and do the basic stuff like get vaccinated and boosted. Across the Hudson, the New York City Health Commissioner is now urging people to use high-quality masks when indoors and in crowded outdoor settings to deal with the high levels of flu and RSV. A report card on New York's newly elected governor shows ups, downs, and some room for improvement. Governor Hochul actually losing ground with voters despite her election victory in this new Siena College poll. Right now, 49% approve of the job that Hochul is doing as governor compared to 44% uh, who disapprove. Down a little bit again from right before the election when 52% of voters approved of the job that she's doing. Pollster Steve Greenberg with Siena College says voters seem to be disillusioned with her performance. Voters don't think that Hochul and her administration have made progress on a whole variety of issues. One of the six issues making the state safer. The poll taken the first week of December also shows Hochul's 45% favorability is higher than when she first took office at 41%. Samantha Liepman, WCBS News Radio 880. The boyfriend suspected of fatally stabbing a 16-year-old Harlem girl was arrested last night. He reportedly thought she was cheating on him. The manhunt for Zaire Crumbly lasted a little more than 24 hours. He ended up turning himself in to police here at the 32nd Precinct, where cops have charged him with murder. They say he stabbed his 16-year-old girlfriend, Sanaya Lawrence, inside a vacant apartment in West 136th Street on Sunday. Sanaya's grandmother, Denise Jackson, can't believe she's gone. She was a very beautiful, smart, intelligent, loving girl. So this is just like... Crumbly has been on probation since May. He has four prior robbery arrests. From Harlem, Glenn Shuck, WCBS News Radio 880. It's the WCBS Morning News Roundup on a Tuesday, the 13th. I'm Wayne Cabot. I'm Paul Murnane. Wind chills in the teens this morning. Sunny day ahead with a high temperature right around 40 degrees. New York City was in an absolute frenzy. In 1989, when a Central Park jogger was raped and nearly killed in what authorities then called wilding by five black and Latino teenagers. Those same five are now about to be honored. 
It feels wonderful. Youssef Salam, one of the so-called Central Park Five, reacting to word that one of the park's entrances will be named the Gate of the Exonerated. This is almost like an apology from the city. But even more than that, it's an honor and a recognition that this should not have happened in the first place. The teens, all black or Hispanic, spent 6 to 13 years in prison. Their names finally cleared when the real rapist confessed and DNA proved the Central Park Five didn't do it. Salam now hoping the gate of the exonerated will lead to a larger conversation of what we need to do and where we have come and where we need to go. Roger Stern, WCBS News Radio 88. Up next, our WCBS News Radio 88 seconds in sound for the 13th of December. Official confirmation of Saddam's capture came in Baghdad just a few minutes ago. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. What U.S. forces got in 2003 was the man it turned out was not waging war on the U.S. and did not have weapons of mass destruction. The capture of Saddam Hussein. A mistake President Bush would acknowledge later. Saddam Hussein did not have ties to al-Qaeda or 9-11. The spider hole is about six to eight feet deep and allows enough space for a person to lie down inside of it. Saddam was captured without resistance. When he died by execution three years later, it was not for crimes against the West, but for the genocide of his own people, convicted by Iraq of crimes against humanity. He was trying to say his last words of prayer when the crowd to see his hanging drowned him out with shouts of go to hell. In 2015, his tomb was desecrated. Entombed in Westchester at Hastings-on-Hudson, a revered American musician who left us way too soon. On a mild night at Carnegie Hall in 1928, George Gershwin premiered An American in Paris. It's a classic nearly a century later, but a whimsical orchestration by the New York Philharmonic, Gershwin did not particularly care for. How do we know? Young Mr. Gershwin, 30 years old, got up and walked out that night. By 38, Gershwin would suffer blinding headaches, paired with the strange smell of burning rubber. And by the time doctors removed a large brain tumor, it was too late. George Gershwin is interred at Westchester Hill Cemetery with his brother Ira, the Guggenheim and Tisch families. Tony Randall is buried there, too. And how's this for an honor? In 2010, Beach Boy Brian Wilson released his reimagining of George Gershwin. This is December 13th. I have not heard that Beach Boys. Oh, my gosh. I have to listen to that. It's I, worth checking out. Is it's that streaming? Good I'm sure it's on Spotify. Oh, it's on your Spotify and wherever you get your great songs. That's right. <laughs> 